Hello, and welcome back to the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast, our third season. I know it's not our first show of the new year, but our third season. Super excited to be in season three. Um, This idea actually came out of, as many ideas do, lots and lots of conversation that Amy and I have, sometimes via email, sometimes via text, about book budgets, budgets for marketing. And in fact, I got invited this morning to speak at an online event, which I love doing. And I asked the the organizer, I said, "What, what do you think your authors are most interested in? And she said to me, how to make the most of their marketing budget and how to know what to do. Because it's easy to get caught up in wanting to do all the things And a lot of times, you know, authors come to us kind of like a deer in headlights, not really knowing what to focus on first. I need a hardcover. I need an audio book. I need a special gold foil edition of this book. I have to have a TikTok account. I need a book tour. And it's all a bit much. And I'm not necessarily saying that those aren't fabulous things, but we're talking about how to stage your success, both with book editions, um, but also with your marketing and how to stage your budget in a much more effective way. Because the feeling that you have to do everything feels chaotic. And really, few people, if any, can keep up with a pace like that, that you feel you have to do all the things all the time. I mean, what do you think, Amy? Yeah, I absolutely agree. And actually, we did an episode recently on how to make the most out of all of your efforts and especially your wins. And timing and planning was a big theme for that episode as well. And I thought it just fits so great with this topic, meaning, you know, our whole message was don't just do it, understand why you're doing it and how you can make it work for you in multiple ways. Because to your point, Penny, if you don't, you're going to miss out on a lot of benefits and opportunities that all of those efforts can create for you. You know, if you just frantically try to check everything off your list, you rarely get the most out of it either. Right, exactly. So this this podcast is really a little bit about pacing yourself. And and you have to understand the timeline and what you might want to start with versus what can actually wait. For example, you should definitely launch an ebook and a paperback of your book. And if you want to do an audiobook at some point, great, but it doesn't have to be launched on day 1. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest challenges we see, especially with really ambitious authors, which is great, we love an ambitious author, but is the FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out. So they assume they have to do all the things and work through their checklist as quickly as possible in order to compete or get that bestseller flag. But in reality, success comes when you do the right things in the right order. And again, you're prepared to make the most out of all of that effort. You know, rarely does it end with just checking something off your list. There's almost always a few more steps involved or a few more ways to squeeze. What was your, what was your analogy in the episode? Oh, right. The way my mother used to squeeze water out of a towel. Exactly. But that's, you know, but that's a good thing. Those extra steps that those extra ringing you can do to get all that water out It's think of it like getting three times the benefits, not three times the work. You know, really, it's a mental thing. You have to shift your thinking. Right, exactly. And a lot of times when I talk to authors, I hear them say all successful authors are doing this. And an example of that is TikTok, right? Every author is doing TikTok. Well, every author is not on TikTok, right? So 
it may feel that way, but it gets dangerous when you start to compare your beginning to somebody else's middle, right? So this is really about deciding what's right for you, your individual situation, digging into that. Because what happens is if you throw the money at all the things you don't have enough to continue your marketing. And that's where this budget conversation comes in. So I only have X dollars. Where do I need to spend it at the launch of the campaign instead of saying, and I tell people sometimes when I'm on the phone with people and they say to me, oh, I have, I don't know, let's just say something fairly high, like $10,000 to spend. I will say, I will oftentimes say to them, let's not spend it all right out of the gate. And I'm, and I, I joke because I say, I'm going to sound like the world's worst salesperson. But you're, <laughs> Best kind of marketing is ongoing marketing um, and being able to make the most out of absolutely everything that you do. Yeah, absolutely. So starting with the basics is like testing the waters. So like you said, doing an ebook and a paperback and see how the market responds before you start Mm -hmm. creating other editions that honestly put you deeper into the red at the start. You know, audiobooks are expensive. Fancy hardcovers with special paper, also very expensive. And, you know, we know those things can be lovely. We've all held like a really amazing book that the production value you could tell was just through the roof. But you should also remember that that's not really the bar, you know, so don't invest more than you'll recoup in these kind of small details that honestly, at the end of the day, not to burst anybody's bubble that has this like gorgeous book coming out, but those small details actually don't really affect whether or not a shopper buys or not because most books are bought online, you know? Well, those kind of, those details, those, you know, so again, audiobooks, they're expensive. They can be amazing. Those fancy books that have all the great, like tactile, you know, just amazingness, also wonderful, but it's so expensive. And to put yourself in a position to recoup those kind of investments at the very beginning is, is a dangerous position to be in. Yeah. I I think that's a, that's a, that is a, that is an excellent point. And I'm glad that you raised the whole online. So I remember like 22 years ago, when I first started in this industry, there were people that were doing like French flaps. And if you don't know what a French flap is on a paperback book, Google it. It's a beautiful, it it makes the book just look beautiful. And that's great. But much like gold embossing and race lettering and special editions, it's hard to present that correctly on Amazon um, because, as Amy pointed out, so much of this is online. And not to poo-poo that at all, because I do think those make for gorgeous editions, but you have to kind of, you have to a little bit pick your battles. The other piece of it that Amy mentioned was like launching the ebook and the paperback. Publishing gets easier as you go as the longer that you go with it, right? So when you first, because we have an author that I'm that I've been talking to, and he said, you know, I have this book, and I'm so intimidated by all the things. I don't even know what it, what does it mean to upload it to Amazon. I promise you, the first time that you do that, it's going to feel like brain surgery. But the <laughs> second and third time that you do it, it's so much easier. So all these things become easier and less intimidating and also obviously less expensive. So make your mistakes early on, right? Before you start rolling out other ones, that will also save you a lot of money because I I cannot tell you how many times we've had authors that get a book out there that I talk to and say, oh my gosh, 
there's editing issues. I have all these additions out. It's much more expensive and difficult to make those fixes to so many different editions when you have all these books floating out there. Yeah, we had a client recently that went through that and it was heartbreaking. I mean, they yeah. even got they got their arcs and everything and were ready to start. Um, sorry, not their arcs, their early print copies that they were going to use, but those were supposed to be the finished ones and they opened it up. And there were so many editing problems that apparently there was just a miscommunication and things didn't get fixed. Anyway, it was a nightmare. Um, but fortunately they caught it early, but you know, had they done all of the additions, it would have just been a bigger beast to manage. And so I, I yeah. think that's a great tip, Penny. <laughs> it's a lot cheaper to fix things. And, you know, we get it. A lot of times, so many authors are eager to kind of get to that next level right away. And we get plenty of authors that come to us that think throwing lots of money at their launch will help them do that. But, you know, as Penny alluded to, we're very candid with people you know, that, and we only recommend what we know they can really use to get to that realistic next level, you know, and there's a lot of factors in that and spending more money to jump the line really doesn't work in publishing at all. And, and we don't play that game either. I love how you said that spending more money to jump the line. We have to use that as a quote or a meme or something on Instagram, because I think that that is such a great, that's such a great analogy. But like the guy that I talked to this week, such a nice guy, great book. His first question to me, really bad cover. Let me just say great book, bad cover. His first question to me was how much do I need to spend to become a bestseller? And I'm like, there's no amount of money that you can spend because this book cover is awful. I mean, I didn't say that to him. She said it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Said to Amy, and I yell at Amy. Like we're good cop, bad cop over here. But truly, there as a great way of putting it, there's no amount of money that will let you jump the line. Keep in mind that you're launching. You know, your book launch requires a certain amount of marketing dollars. You know, and you layer on top of that all the different editions, and you've just ramped up your expectations tenfold. Meaning that you have a hardcover with a dust jacket, a paperback, an ebook, an audiobook your marketing has to pay off quickly because you're not going to be able to keep it going. And what I'm suggesting, and this is something that I tell authors that talk to us, don't rush to get your hardback out there. Don't rush to get your audiobook out there. Every single time that you release a new book, it's, you know, it's a new opportunity to to market and, you know, pace yourself. Right, absolutely. Uh, and we tell our clients that all the time. And then authors that come to us that are kind of in the middle, like they released their book maybe a year ago, but for whatever reason, they never did a paperback or God forbid, they never did an ebook, you know, and we tell them with each new edition of your book, there's now more opportunity to market, you know, like when your audiobook comes out, you get to treat that marketing push like a new release. And we're not going to lie. New releases have a lot more benefits and opportunities than older books do. Yeah. So, so staggering to Penny's point, staggering out your different editions really gives you the opportunity to run marketing campaigns as if you have a brand new release. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, and I think that it is a, there is, there are also elements of this, and we're going to get into this, I know in a minute, but there are also elements of this that um, 
if you maybe maybe you launch your ebook and your paperback and you decide we talk about this a lot fail fast maybe you want to redo the cover and it makes it so much easier to do that if you're you know if you're staging this yeah absolutely there's also the added pressure of the launch you know to your point penny that it has to pay off quickly yeah Whereas if you're staging your editions, you keep feeding the machine, so to speak, and you're spending your budget in a way that spreads it out. And it makes sense for what you can realistically expect, you know, based again, we're going to talk about levels. There are certain levels. There is a path to follow, you know, to that bestseller, to where you feel like you're actually, you know, making money back on your book and spreading out your budget is the best way to get there in a more consistent manner with, without really driving yourself nuts. <laughs> right, exactly. And there's a fallacy that book launches have to be successful right out of the gate. And some are, but many aren't, right? Many do better, as Amy pointed out, with more long-term promotion. So let's talk about staging your success properly and getting the most out of your marketing dollars. The first step is planning out your book launch. So get that list of things that you want to do. The, put the entire list, just brain dump into this list and then break it down. What three things do you absolutely need to do at book launch? Yeah. And since I hope most of you that have listened to even one or two episodes of this podcast already are expecting me to say this, but getting your Amazon presence, like absolutely top notch yeah. is absolutely going to be one of those top three. Like that's a non-negotiable as far as we're concerned. But so should creating the list of influencers you need to pitch, because as you create the list, you need to be following them on social, signing up for their newsletters getting to know their content. The more prepared you are to pitch them, the better. And the other strategy to round out your top three, you know, not that the top three is a magic number, but still it's an easy one for all of us to kind of wrap our minds around. It's likely going to be something more personal to your genre or your topic or your goals, you know, and also the level you're at, there's the levels again and what you're bringing to the table. So when we talk about levels, a lot of that is what you're bringing to the table as well in terms of your history as an author, your history as a thought leader, you know, your, your online presence, all those things kind of matter. If it's, and if you're bringing nothing to the table because you're brand new, that's totally okay. Everybody starts somewhere, but some of you, you know, may have a professional background that's kind of supporting this book launch. So your most timely strategies should be complementary to, again, what you're bringing to the table and what your platform is giving you to start with as well. Right, exactly. And I love the term brand marketing, and I use that a lot. Because I had a coaching call with this fabulous author yesterday, and she has a year till her book is, comes out. And we talked about the importance of brand marketing and why you really want to do it. And brand marketing is all the supporting elements. It's honestly what carries your brand long term, but those can absolutely be staged. So, you know, and shouldn't all be done out of the gate. Whereas other strategies with expiration dates, like pitching influencers, Submitting for big national reviews, generating early reader reviews, those can be your focus at the onset. And, and, and part of the reason why I mentioned the brand marketing is that, as Amy alluded to, you really want, there's some stuff that you really want to start early that you have that, that the clock runs out on, right? So influencer pitching, blogger pitching, um, getting people on social media to talk about your book, those are all things that... Um, that you really have a have a time limit on because because if somebody comes to us a year after the book is out and says, 
I want to do a blog tour for this book. I want to get influencers. It's like, ah, this book is a year old. It gets to be really, really hard. The other thing that I talked with this author about that I think is worth mentioning just as an end note to this is that part of the money spent with with marketing budget is feeding the social media um, monster, right? So I have to be on Facebook. I have to be on TikTok. I have to be on Twitter. I have to be on Instagram. I have to be on all the things. I would encourage you to pick one. Pick one that you feel really strongly about that you really resonate with and go with that until you can own it, until you feel really comfortable and then move on to others. Because a lot of times what happens is we get on a social media, it's like, well, I'm on Instagram, so I want to run Instagram advertisement or I want to run Facebook advertisement or whatever that is to maximize yourself there. And then there goes your marketing budget. So we hope that this was helpful is our intention was to get a bit of weight off of your shoulders by confirming that, you know, doing the right things in the right order is so much more critical to your success than checking everything off your list before a hard deadline. Right. And remember, that's also the beauty of publishing. That's what I love so much about the work that we do, Penny, is that it's like a phoenix rising from the ashes, right? With each new book you plan to put out there, you get another shot at doing things better you know, and, and making better decisions and planning better and things like that. So I, I just love that aspect of when authors come to us, even if they've had a hard road so far, there's always kind of a light at the end of the tunnel for a lot of them still. Right. Exactly. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, we love reviews wherever you listen to your podcast. We love show ideas. So send those along. This is Penny Sansevieri, my ever awesome co-host, Amy Cornell, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.